Teachers are so important. Like, they actually are. Care about it and, like, actually try. I believe it is a beautiful piece of art. Welcome along to See Me After Class for 2020. This is a podcast that emanates from a beautiful school in the southern Alps of New Zealand. Now, let's meet the team. And here is Cathy, a parent who aspires to make connections in a community to build a successful future. This is Chris, who aspires to be an agitator who tests the boundaries just to see how the system reacts. And this is Anna, a silent observer who's a go-between between the students and the teachers in a classroom. This is Renee, who aspires to forge a progressive and creative path. And together, we are See Me After Class. Good morning, Renee. It's episode 38 of See Me After Class, and we're in week four of term one. My goodness. I know, Chris, and I'm sitting here today, and it's a very gloomy day for week four of term one. We've had some horrendous weather this week. Oh, well, when I left, it was pretty awesome. And coming up to Wellington, the weather's been amazing. You notice how I kind of slipped in an unsubtle way, the fact that I'm in Wellington into this conversation? (laughs) Well, I'm glad the weather's good with you. We had Athletics Day called off yesterday um, because of the weather. But, Chris, why are you in Wellington? Well... Actually, I'm in Wellington because I had to come up because I won the National Excellence in Teaching Award and I was in the Houses of Parliament yesterday getting it given to me by the Minister for Education. So that was pretty exciting. That it's so exciting and where I mean I I speak for your team back down here when I say we're so proud of you. It's such an an awesome accomplishment that really recognizes some of that hard work that you um, put in into your into your career so yay yeah so I feel pretty humbled by it it was um pretty interesting to be in such a lavish environment and being treated as such an honored guest it's really not familiar for us as teachers is it (laughs) I literally cannot complain about anything for quite a while now (laughs) no this is it (laughs) but I I thought I'd mention I'm going to use this though within our school because uh, if people have been listening in the long term to the podcast they'll know that we sometimes have a little frustration in our school about them uh, struggling to adopt some of our ways of working and I'm going to be coming to them with this trophy and saying see these are good ideas now support them (laughs) so that's quite exciting I I enjoyed letting the minister know that they've given us of me a very strong platform within my own school yeah yeah absolutely I think that's awesome I can't believe oh no I can't believe there's a trophy that's so wonderful yeah exactly it's Um, like the kids yeah, like it, yeah. it's pretty unusual. As teachers, we don't really get this stuff. So no. it's usually us giving them. So it's pretty interesting. I, I felt, you know, a little bit out of place with that because I think mm. I'm more more comfortable being on the other side of that conversation. But I definitely think from a uh, accepting something on behalf of our profession, I was really happy to be there. And obviously mm, well, I was happy for myself too. I'm not going to pretend yeah. I wasn't. I think we. I think that's all right. I think you're allowed to be happy for yourself in this case and yeah. for your profession. I think it's pretty, 
pretty incredible achievement, really. Um, so Wellington is good. Yep. The ceremony yesterday was good. Yep. Lots of formality, a warmer suit and everything. And um, oh. yeah, and, and Wellington's a nice place. And my brother lives up here, so I'm hanging out with him. And yeah, no, it's good. And also, oh, wonderful. Um, and, and I made my mum proud because there was an article on the front page of the newspaper about me. So she was happy. Oh, that's that. Yeah, it is. Like I've already said, so wonderful and so well-deserved. And yeah, we're very proud of you. Um, yeah, representing yourself so well up there. So because we've had quite nice. an, uh, a sort of unusual and fractured week, uh, our four person team has been working separately and, Actually, there's been a conversation going on that you and I haven't been part of. And Anna and Kathy have been talking about the New Zealand education system, which I haven't heard it. I ha when we finish this conversation, I'm going to edit the podcast together. And part of this podcast is going to be the conversation they had with each other about our education system. Now, they're both um, New Zealanders. Oh, well, they both live in New Zealand now, but they originate from other countries. Kathy's from the States and Anna's from Scotland. And so... Hearing what they think and see about our system from their points of view is going to be just wonderful and, in fact, is the body of this podcast today. Mm, I'm really excited to listen in. And I'm also really excited that there are, you know, two two other people this year on board with the podcast and they can go and have these conversations without us. It's going to be really um it's going to be a really exciting thing to listen to, I think, and hear their perspectives, but also um, make for a bit of a change from just hearing our voices all the time. That's right, and I definitely think the different perspectives, which was the goal of this, is, is a great thing. I'm mm. also going to be interest, interested in hearing what they have to say, because I think it will be yes. quite an interesting reflection. There's a lot of things we perhaps presume because we just know this system, um, that and we also don't necessarily see it from the point of view of people who are not working in the system directly, which mm. is where Kathy is really useful to us. So, yeah, we'll play that. Uh, we'll, we'll move into that presentation of their conversation now. And I just thought, I'd, but before we do that, I just wanted to check in with your week. Um, everything been all right with you? It has been, yeah. I mean, obviously, I haven't seen you since Wednesday, but um, no, it's it's been a fairly, I'm going to say, standard week at school. Uh, yesterday, we were supposed to have the athletic sports day, which we have every every year, uh, and at half past sort of six, uh, seven o'clock in the morning, it was called on, despite the showers of rain that were falling quite steadily, and then at 8.30, the next call came through as all the students were arriving at school that the athletic sports day was now going to be held on Monday. So oh. yesterday was a wee bit of a scramble. Oh. Um, so you had a, a day's teaching to prepare and you had, oh, was it 30 seconds or 45 seconds to prepare yeah, for that? Roughly. <laughs> I had a I also had my Friday as my five back-to-back -back period yes. day as well. So I had zero time yesterday five and the kids had no gear. Of unprepared lessons and the kids will have come with no materials because they'll have expected sports. Oh, such fantastic was, planning, don't you? I, I just oh, love it our was school. Just great. <laughs> I love it. I I do have to admit, I I I stood there at the end of the day, looking around, sort of just feeling very dazed, like I'd been through a major whirlpool and had just been spat out the other side. We we survived it though. So oh, um, that's yeah. just unreal. Meanwhile, I was sitting having lunch with the minister. <laughs> that's terrible. I feel terrible now. No, no, it was it. It ended up okay. It was just a very interesting experience and one that I don't 
wish to repeat sometime in the near future. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, we need to talk to them about <laughs> their, their practices around cancellation. They should have just well, decided was- at six in the morning, shouldn't they? And then everyone oh, would have come to school knowing what was happening. As, as Gina so aptly put it when I arrived at school, when we arrived at school and saw each other for the first time yesterday, she said, all you had to do was look out the window yeah. and see <laughs> there was rain, it was going to be wet and this was going to be off and, you know, the decision wasn't too difficult. But, hey, it was made how it was and we all dealt with it. And now we have Athletic Sports Day on Monday. Oh, so, so I'm coming back for Straight that. back into that. Oh, okay. Well, thanks for telling me. It's good to know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Renee, let's hand over to our partners and let's hear what they have to say about our system, shall we? I think that's a great idea, Chris, and I will see you on Monday. Lovely. See you. Okay, bye. Bye. Hi, Anna. How are you today? I'm well, Kathy. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. We have a massive responsibility, you and I, today. We do. (laughs) We've been left by ourselves with no adult supervision. That is very dangerous. (laughs) There are no teachers around us, it's just you and I. The door is locked, however. Uh, There's an open window so we can breathe. We can, um, but yeah. And there's a background noise of athletics. Athletics preparation, it looks like. A bit of extra practice before athletics day on Friday. Friday. That'll be exciting. Mm. Now, we had a brief discussion about what we thought we might talk about today. One of the things that is obviously quite different about you and I in comparison to some of our greater audiences, perhaps that we are not from New Zealand. That's correct. We're, we're not native Kiwis. No. We're, as I say, American by birth, Kiwi by choice. Entirely. So what would I be? So we have, I've grown up in Scotland. We lived in Australia for 11 years. We are Australian citizens. And now we've chosen to be in New Zealand. So probably by choice as well. We're Kiwis too. Hmm. How long have you been in New Zealand for? I have been here for 18 years. Really? I understand it takes 25 years to become a local. That is the word on the street. And also, you have to have a street named after you and somebody who's dead in the cemetery. (laughs) Um, Neither one of those things applies to me yet. Right. We've only been here a year, so I'm barely getting around my ears around the accent, to be honest. Okay. Well, I'll slow mine down today (laughs) just to help. And you can do the same because you have a distinctive sound as well yeah and we thought we would discuss um a wee bit about education in from the lands that we're from and compare it a wee bit to our kiwi experience um that we've had over the last few years so where did you grow up then kathy so i grew up in a variety of places in america i spent my childhood largely in jacksonville florida which is a very southern attitude and cultured cultural part of florida in the northeast corner of the state and so my primary school years were in Florida, yep. in a Southern culture, and my teenage years were in San Francisco, and that's quite a different, it's like two different countries, yeah, the, e- the, yeah. the East and the West Coast, mm. and, and different attitudes at that period of time. And then my university days were in Chicago. And so I've lived in a variety yeah. of places as well, but that, yeah. those are my schooling. So when I, when I talk about my perceptions of education, that's where they come from. Um, and in comparison to what you're experiencing now with your children being at school, how does that compare to your experience of growing up maybe in high school in, um, in that would have been California? Yes, that's right, high school in California. And recognizing that, of course, there are just a few years that have passed between then and now. Yeah. And I do have two students at high school and yeah. one in primary school. And you have two students in primary school. Yes, yeah. So we, um, yes, we've had that experience yeah. here. 
I do notice differences more so at the secondary school level. And I was briefly reflecting on this in the hour or so we've had to think about it. And I think largely it's the assessments here that even as a parent Mm -hmm. drive me nuts. I know they have an impact on students and on teachers. But similarly, as a parent, it's been hard for me to get my head around the way that drives everything. I mean, from the outside, that's the way it looks to me. Mm. And it's not just NCEA, but even before that, there's this emphasis on those markers, which I can't understand Mm. why they're there. Mm. But when I look back, perhaps with rose-colored glasses, I think about my educational experience as being more about learning and loving to learn and learning how to learn. And I don't remember all those assessments and tests I must have had to a certain degree. But I don't believe they drove the the rhythm of life to the same extent I observe that happening for my kids. And do you did you experience going through a term's worth or a semester's worth of work and then being assessed on it at the end of that? Would that have been a sort of ten weeks and then we'll assess? We from memory we had Halfway through the year, we had exams, and at the yeah. end of the year, we had exams. Yeah. Does that match what you had in the UK? Now, in the UK, it would have been exactly the same. Um, although they had started just as I was leaving school to do a continual assessment. So you would work more on a project and then a final assessment, and then change the project for the next year. And it seems that, certainly with my experience with the primary school here, that that's much more geared towards holistic learning and learning through a variety of ways so one topic is chosen there's a variety of ways that it is approached lots of hands-on lots of um, really um, involved learning where the kids are often out in the community which the my boys have really enjoyed as well and it seems more like that here as well that even if with the two-week assessments or the two-week um, reviews that the kids get there's much more of a feeling of we have to continually being at the top of our game. Would, would you say that as, as what your children have experienced here? That the kids have to be at the top of their game? With or? their two-week assessments, with their mm. two weeks um, feedback from their teachers. How have your children responded oh, to Oh, you mean the, the fortnightly grades yes. here? I don't get the sense that they're driven by those so much yeah. as just knowing over the course of a term that there are these specific internals or externals coming up yeah. or, or again in previous year levels just whatever they knew there were these things coming sure and there was a lot of teaching to the assessments that's my my interpretation yeah. of it again yeah. I, I have to remember that i am a lay person in that regard mm-hmm. i don't understand mm-hmm. all the the ins and outs but it's that whole teaching to the test thing that's yep how do, how do you respond when you, as an educator when you hear people talk about that concept of, of teaching to the test? It's a really interesting one because I know that when I was teaching back in the UK, there would have been a lot more focus on here's the exam and here is the content that we need to deliver before they sit the exam. And the exams at the beginning of my teaching career would have been very similar to what you've described about halfway through the year, there'd be exams. At the end of the year, there'd be final exams. That would have been my experience of delivery. So I would have a book, I would work to that, continual assessment all the way through. Um, But I feel the focus has probably changed a wee bit more now and it it does seem to be determined by exam results. 
as parents, what do we look for in schools? What do we look for in schools? I, mean, I know from, from my experience, um, I wanted somewhere that, um, that engaged an entire family. This wasn't just about my boys going to school, this was about us experiencing a school environment. Have you experienced the same sort of thing since coming to New Zealand? At primary school, I felt it was more holistic, and the really? reports that I would get as a parent on my students' progress, mm. there was clearly assessment underlying it, but yeah. it wasn't the presenting measurement, or it wasn't. It's not the presenting. It's not the headline no. so much. I mean, no. I guess the whole at above, or at above or below yeah. Yeah. Um, expectation piece gives you that indicator, mm. but it's the comments that I was. I'm always more interested in as a parent. Absolutely. And you lose a little bit of that, as you segue to high school, yeah. I find here. Yeah. So the reports don't look the same. You don't get the same individualized... Um, you, you get some individualized comment, yeah. um, for sure, and I really appreciate what, that when it comes mm. in the reports that mm. come, come home, but those are just the, t- the twice-a-year ones. Yeah. So I guess it is perhaps that transition of slightly more attention at the primary school level and less... Um, at the high secondary school. I wonder if that's to do as well with in primary school that we are lucky enough that we have key teachers who work with our children individually and they're the ones that form the most important relationship with our kids. They're also the ones that if you're willing as a parent to, I really try not to be that annoying parent like how's my kid doing? How's my kid doing? But I would really like to know that for the teacher to know that I um, I want my child to perform as well as they can and I don't want to be at the end of term finding out that they haven't been performing well if there's something I could have done week two. Mm. I think the difference, or I wonder if the difference with secondary as opposed to primary is there are so many teachers here and there are so many, it's like hearing your podcast last week about how many with the, um, the teacher, the parent-teacher interviews. A couple of the comments from the kids that Renee had taken was about what do you think about the, um, what would you see an importance in the parent-teacher interviews? And one of the kids said, no, it's too early in the term. I think that's exactly why we must have them. This is such yes. a key time of the year that we establish the relationship as a parent with our child and with our teacher, saying we're not just doing this by ourselves, we're doing this as a team of people to help you as a child, as a student in the high school to grow up. That's right, and I imagine that from an educator's point of view, your ideal scenario is a parent who is engaged enough yes. to want to know how their child's doing yes. so that they can support them at yes. home, just like you're supporting them at school. Entirely. So um, so that it, it does work in that sense. So yes. Certainly the parent-teacher interviews are really helpful for yeah. that. And we are going to get back to those, um, I believe, next week in I the understand. podcast. Yeah. So we yeah. will circle back and see how those parent-teacher interviews went for yeah. all of us after speaking about them beforehand. Um, the other thing that I've observed about cultural differences mm. or country to country in terms of the system is I do see the, the secondary school kids here have a lot of choice, a lot okay. more than I ever had. Mm. Mm. I look back and think very positively on my American apple pie, mom yeah. and apple pie upbringing. <laughs> yes. Um, and the whatever learning I had certainly suited me, but I definitely didn't have the choice that my kids have by subject. Okay. So the options that our kids have available to them mm. at mm. this school, and I believe it, at schools across mm. New Zealand, are fantastic. Mm. And it's great to see them pursue different yeah. subject areas. Mm. 
not necessarily, I don't like to see them tracked one way mm. or the other, but mm. it's great to see that there are different things available. Did you have that many things available when you were growing up? I think we were probably on the cusp of things expanding when we were growing up as well, that there were more and more opportunities. Um, I was at a school that offered such a broad range of opportunities and it wasn't just about following academic courses. There was also every lunchtime you'd be able to go and sing in a choir, act with a bunch of people. You could go and pursue an interest in art and it, that was fully encouraged as well but not necessarily part of the curriculum. Um, I, th I wonder as well if you're given that much choice is it difficult to actually make a decision? The one experience I remember having of America was going to a supermarket and going down one of the aisles and the entire aisle was cereal <laughs> and feeling overwhelmed as an adult thinking, but I just want some wheat bakes. That's all yes, I want. Yes, that, that is, I found myself saying that many times <laughs> when I go back to America yeah. to visit, I find that as you know, there are so, way too many choices. Really? The supermarket's a perfect example of that. Yeah. So there is that. And, and the degree to which I think our kids, both at primary school and mm. high school, are self-directed now mm. is mm. quite different to me. Mm. There are probably pros and cons to that. And I do sense that that's a general movement. So I couldn't tell you how kids are educated in America now because yes. I've, I've raised my kids in this country. Yeah. So I simply don't know. Mm. But that... Um, and I sometimes think to myself, the kids don't know what what's don't don't ask them how to uh, what subject to because at primary, mm. primary school there was a democrat it was a vote taken in one of my kids' classes this is years ago about I don't know I think an area of history they were going to cover and I'm thinking oh to myself my oh that sounds a bit odd yeah um, I I could be remembering that not quite right but there was certainly an element of of voting in a classroom yeah. about a direction and I just thought and I'm sure the parameters were there to kind of keep that still working yeah but um, there is a, I think a fair degree of autonomy mm. Mm. Um, at, at primary school as well as mm. um, high school and I guess as long as they have enough grounding to make those choices that's that's fine I wonder as well when do you start giving the kids the choice I know with my boys and they're only five and seven no, they're not. They're six and eight. <laughs> Get that. Um, it's very important at that yeah, age. It is very. And it is actually, it's interesting that we say that because I do think a six month or a year difference at that age is really significant. And I do see it in secondary school, even having been away from these kids in high school for um, a summer, even a few weeks, a, a month and a half has made a big difference to some of these kids. The maturity is impressive. But um, allowing them to make a choice but keeping it nice and tight. So this is your choice or that's your choice. Mm. But they have a feeling of a wee bit of power, yes. a wee bit of um, uh, flexibility. Well, I do have a bit of a choice, but yes. we're keeping it quite restricted in primary school. By the time they get to secondary school, that choice is obviously broader. But the one thing I wonder with working in a community like Wanaka is exposure to what else can you do? What else is available for you? So when school finishes, I remember being really concerned about what was my next step because I hadn't been exposed to other things within the community. My exposure had been my parents, my grandparents, my small community and my school. Um, work experience had again been quite limited. I hadn't sort of banged my drum and said I love sport but I don't know what to do. All I thought about was going into education, going into teaching and nobody spoke to me about well there are other opportunities. 
Um, I think of, there was a great interview I heard last night from a, a very enthusiastic tennis coach who said, I realised my potential very early on and I realised I was never going to be great, but I wanted to harness that in a different way. So I decided to open my own tennis coaching um, area in Spain, which he did. And he's pursued that and has really developed kids. Um, did you find the same sort of thing in America? Was there opportunity um, to experience what else you could do when you left school. Aha, that brings me to another area of, of difference I, I've mm. noted here, which is that the expansion of opportunity happened for, certainly for me, at university. And a lot okay. of times for American students, because there's so many different places yeah. you can go and universities you can study in, and indeed that track is almost assumed. It, it's, yep. um, there is a there is a certain pressure to okay. be you know, pursuing tertiary education. Mm. And that's where you would look at all the different options that are available. So okay. you're fully expected to kind of meander around and think about oh. different things for a while. You were not expected necessarily, in fact, often not at all, to go in with an idea in your head of what you wanted to be when you grow up. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so I find that pressure comes earlier here. So I find that when my kids are picking options in the senior levels at this high school, mm -hmm. they are being asked to think about what it is they want to do mm. 10 years down the track. And mm. I don't like that, I will yeah. say. Yeah. Again, maybe it's because it's different from my experience, mm. because I want these kids to, to be opened and opened and opened. Of course. Um, now, it doesn't mean that some students won't have a really good idea of yeah. what they want, yeah. um, but, and I have a, you know, one in one camp and one in the other in my mm. house, but it does mean that you can miss out on things if, you, if you're kind of tracked too mm. early. I wonder as well, that in school, do we have an opportunity, as people who are coming in from, out, from within the community or um, out with the school as well, to be able to show these kids, even though you pursue these subjects, don't feel limited in the subjects you've chosen because it might take you onto a stepping stone to go onto something else. So you might start university, you might start further education and then think, actually, this is really not what I thought it would go would, would be. Well, that's, that's just modern careers these days. You know, there Isn't is it? no linear um, career progression anymore no. <clears throat> in the way there, were, there was 10, 20, 30 years ago Entirely. and certainly beyond, a lot before that. So it is, and, it, and it's evolving all the time. Mm. So mm. I would like to see our kids being prepared for that flexibility and adaptability and mm. the changing environment that's only going to keep changing and we can't predict what it's going to be no. and so I think really making sure that we're teaching the core skills that will enable them to be flexible mm. is just as important as the knowledge that we want them to to walk away Entirely. with in a particular subject area and also as parents as members of our community as well as teachers um, giving the kids the opportunity to come back to us and say Right. So I've made these choices and I'm not too sure that I've made the right ones. And then giving them the support within the community to say, right, well, there are other options available for you as well. Yes. Yep, I, I think that that's yeah. right. I mean, the, we all want, we all have the same goal, don't we? To, to support them and whether it's a parent or a teacher mm. and you want to see them thrive and you want to see them finding mm. passion in life and being able to pursue it. Entirely. Sure. Right. Well, I tell you what, um, Anna, that bell's about to ring. We need to get Reminding back to Reminding us classes. we are in school yeah. and um, must move on. But thanks for chatting this over today. There's, I'm sure, a lot more to say about it, and we've kind of meandered, but it's good to, it's good to reflect on our um, experiences as new Kiwis um, and to see what's ahead for our children as well. Thanks, Cathy. Thank you.
This was an episode of See Me After Class with Renee and Chris. My Twitter handle is at edutronic underscore net. And mine is at Renee Plunkett too. See you next week. <laughs>